The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. I think I'm on show 15, but to no one's surprise, Dan's not here. I had such a good feeling that Dan was going to start being on the show's. And then I'm doing a show today and no Dan. But that's okay because I didn't give him that much of a heads up. Did you just, didn't you just make a post saying that he's back? Yeah. What happened? I did. <laughs> he was back for one show. Uh. And now he's taking another break. I mean, two. I guess he got like uh, podcasted out from one show back. Yeah. And no, plus, he didn't like that I used his face on a McRib. <laughs> I saw that. That was crazy. <laughs> I love McRibs. He hated McRibs. And uh, I used that McRib image for the post. Uh, but no Dan today, but that's okay. The show must go on. Uh, I am so happy today that I am speaking to Chef Richard Holdridge. Hey, Rich. Hello. How's it going? Doing good. How about you? Doing good. All right. So Chef Richard is the executive chef at That Samori Italian Cafe. We had Guy on the show a few shows ago. Yeah. And he told us his whole story of coming to Seattle and falling in love and staying here and doing various different jobs and now uh, taking over the restaurant. So I thought it would be a good idea to talk to the guy who is in charge of the kitchen. How you doing? Do, oh, dude, <laughs> you, you know what? We should have brought some pasta or something. Yeah. A pizza since you love to make pizza. Or beer. Or beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer would have been uh, good too. So we're going to chat with Richard today. And Richard is not a Seattle native. He's been, was it, is it two years, right? Yeah. Almost in, on the mark. Been Seattle for two years. So not a C, I mean, almost a Seattleite. Yeah. At heart, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that, that it was funny because a few shows ago I had on my buddy Steve. And he's a New Yorker. Only lived here a year. But I'm pretty sure he hated every second of it. <laughs> I he just did not like it at all. He didn't like the neighborhood. He and even though he lived on Capitol Hill, I mean, if you're gonna live in Seattle, like Capitol Hill is like the yeah happening place to live. But he just didn't didn't connect with the Seattle vibe. And well, he, Seattle's different. It, I've lived a couple of different places, and there is nothing like where we're at right now. I love it. Ever since I got off of the plane 18 years ago, yeah, the very first step, I knew I was going to live here. Really? And I think a lot of it was because when we landed, they didn't have a gate for us, so they kind of just parked us out, and then they brought the the stairs, so we had to, oh, you come, had to, yeah. had to walk down the stairs and then be actually on the tarmac and then go to your gate or go to the go go inside yeah and i'd never done that before so that was like whoa felt like the president <laughs> yeah i was i was like freaked me out a little bit yeah but and i i still remember it i can still smell it even though you're at SeaTech and you're not necessarily close like super close to the water mm-hmm. it was in the evening and then uh we just got a gust of wind and i could Totally smell salt water. Yeah, that sea breeze. Yeah. And then I heard, I heard a bird. I heard a seagull. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I thought, how cool is this? Because I grew up in Chicago. Oh, okay. I was just about to ask. I grew up in Chicago, uh, flat as can be, industrial, no trees really, like yeah. nothing really. Oh, yeah. I mean, parks. I mean, there's parks and stuff, but no real trees. And I loved the greenery. I loved the curvy roads. Mm-hmm. I loved all of that. So, yeah. pretty much from the very first time I stepped foot it's like I knew I was going to gonna move here um what brought you here my son yeah my son uh nine years old and he's a bit of a genius he uh he reads and does math at a high school level and whatnot and he just wasn't fitting in in Florida he was uh you know Florida's a big sports state it's uh just no sports just just brains yeah he's all brains yeah and very uh, cool yeah so he wanted to actually work for microsoft and i had family up here already my mom and my brother everybody moved up here a few years before and uh yeah i he said he wanted to work for microsoft and i was like nothing's holding us back yeah uh, let's sell the house in florida right is that what you said florida yeah we're in florida uh fort myers naples southwest florida Oh, okay. Yeah. So you left major humidity to hardly any humidity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I left sunshine and came to rain. I left mega I mean, well, Chicago is humid in the summer. Like for about six weeks, it's yeah, there's, 120. There's no mega humidity, humidity like Florida, man. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no I've been humidity. to, I used to go to Miami a ton. Yeah. Uh, and hello. Hallelujah. Yeah, Hialeah. Yeah. I used to go there a it's lot rough. for work. <laughs> Hialeah is rough. And one day I decided it would be a good idea to take the Everglade tour. Yeah, that was a mistake, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I Did took, you ride the airboats? Well, I, yeah. Well, I knew I was going to be hurt. Like I sweat a ton. So yeah. I knew I was going to be hurting. So I took like three shirts because <laughs> I didn't want to just be soaked in sweat. Right, but it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I got some pretty cool pictures. I mean, I I used I had a, some printed. I don't have them here, of uh, of some pretty cool shots that I took at the at the park, and then that's where I learned that I really really liked alligator. Yeah, it is tasty. You, you ate alligator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to cook alligator. <laughs> oh. Ooh, should add that to the menu. Yeah, there has to be no, an Italian no. version for that. No, I don't know. There's not a lot of alligators in Italy. <laughs> Are you sure? There's no alligators roaming around in Venice. Yeah, not a lot of swamp area there. (laughs) (laughs) So your kid loves computers, loves science, engineering, all that stuff. Yeah, actually just signed him up for tech club at school. There you go. Yeah. You know, there's so much here for that. Uh, My wife is in education, and she just, she runs all of those extra programs, not the core stuff, but she runs all of the STEM. Yeah. Or STEAMs, I think they call it sometimes. Uh, programs and there's there's a lot that they can do to take advantage. Oh of. yeah, and even these companies they have, uh, they're really active with uh, with the kids and and doing all that stuff. Yeah, we're I'm trying to figure out something with Microsoft. I know that they have some kind of uh, uh, group thing that they do every year for children. Yeah, bring them in and let them play. And so how's he liking it? And, oh, he loves his state. Yeah. Yeah, he loves every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> How about the rest of your family? Um, it took some adjusting. <laughs> uh, because my daughters, my daughters are uh 
uh, they're like beachy girls. Oh, you know? yeah. they like well, they like the heat. They like to play in the sun and yeah. pools and beaches and stuff. So it was yeah. a little hard for them. Our beach is not the same. No, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, I don't even think that could be called a beach. <laughs> no. Well, th- technically, there's a mini beach not too far from here. Really. And there's also a nude beach not too far from here. Really? Yeah, it's like yeah. down, <laughs> down that way. Huh. But well, even Al-Kai, if you do, Alki is the closest thing I've seen to a beach here. Uh, well, there's um, Golden Gardens. Where's that? That is by Fremont. Where's that? <laughs> and that, that's like real beach. That's a real proper is it beach. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. soft sand. And right. It's not twenty degrees. Nope. Well, it is, but yeah. it's it's proper sand. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, it just gets so because that. I think that might be the nicest technical real beach in right. the area. If there's a eighty degree uh, eighty degree day, forget it. It's there's going to be a million people there. Right. Right. There's it's just jam packed, but it is a proper beach, and. It's nice. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be amongst a thousand people in a confined space, so I don't go. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> mind it. <No. laughs> so the yeah, Golden Gardens. I think that's what cool. it's called. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, we're gonna look that up and try and do that this summer. Yeah, that's a good time. They'll if I mean, that's as close as they're gonna get. And then if you want to drive out a bit, you can do Ocean Shores. But that's it's just always cold over there. Yeah, that's the problem. Like when I go to a beach, I want to be, you know, half naked and steaming in the sun. <laughs> so what I think it's funny is that you, you go to these places here and it can be, you know, if it's 75 degrees outside, yeah. that water's still cold. Oh, yeah. It's still like and 45, 50. Like kids still love it. They're the they're the only ones in there. Yeah. But so, I guess it's I don't, I don't think the uh, hot weather kids react the same <laughs> no no not even close you know, we went to a beach last summer you know thinking yeah you know, it's 80 degrees out it's fine it's oh cool. no no it, the water was like even the air was like 50 degrees yeah. my family's all bundled up in the car <laughs> <laughs> and we're seeing these kids just run out and go into the water and we're like what is like, wrong with like, you what are, don't your parents know you shouldn't be Canadian? Cold? You're gonna get sick. <laughs> that's what my I, that's what I hear. I hear my mom in my head saying, "You're gonna get sick. You're gonna get sick." Yeah. Uh, although I, so one of the reasons I love, I think the weather here is perfect. Aside from cold water, I can be in shorts year round. Yeah. I don't get like you right now. It's. Well, the, the the last few days it's been a little chilly. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, should I put on some sweatpants? And then I said, no, I'm in shorts. Yeah, like I I my internal heat is always on. Where the minute I get a little bit warm, I'm soaked in sweat. Really, the very minute. Huh. Uh, I the used to work in or? a kitchen. Uh no, that's just biology. Yeah, because yeah. even as a kid, uh, I would you know, play sports or, you know, basketball, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't fat. But two minutes later, you know, yeah. running up and down the court twice. Just bullets. Soaked in sweat. Yeah. Just <laughs> soaked in sweat. And I would get bullied. I remember this one kid. His name was Craig Lyon. You hear that, Craig? <laughs> prick. <laughs> he had a brother who was not so much of a prick. But they, like the group of the cool kids, because I never was the cool kid right. in any school. 
I would be sweating. They would barely be breaking a sweat. Yeah. And they would just come up to me and say, like, why are you sweating so much? Like, is your brain leaky? That was the one. Is your brain, <laughs> your brain leaking? leaking? And then I remember just looking at <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> How ignorant. What are you trying to, to say? <laughs> that's like it's, one of my. That's what you could come up with, huh? <laughs> that's one of my favorite uh, answers to just the, uh, those types of dumb statements. Like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> You're not making any. You and your dopey friends are laughing for no reason. Yeah, I've, I've heard some pretty dumb stuff, but that's uh, yeah, top of your the brain line right there. <laughs> so yeah, I run super hot, and I don't like warm. So I mean, Chicago summers were fine, but here, like when it gets, when it was ninety here, this sound this summer, a few days it got over ninety. Yeah, a couple. I'm dying. Yeah, really. Oh man, I'm very and uncomfortable. And how did you how did you make it in Florida then? Our winters are like <laughs> 75, 80 degrees. It's well, if you're inside, it's fine. But I just I I'll just I just sweat. Like yeah. we go to Mexico a lot. Mm-hmm. My wife Lori and I go to Mexico a lot. But there I don't mind yeah. because everyone is hot. Everyone is sweating. <laughs> so you fit and, in. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know anyone, so I don't well okay i know a lot of people but like i don't know the a ton of people right right so I know what you mean. if i'm sweaty i don't care yeah so and then then plus my brain has just said it is you are going to be sweating but you are going to be on a real beach where the water is nice and there's going to be people bringing you margaritas right yeah or uh pineapple vodka which has been my drink for a while pineapple vodka huh? Pine- well no uh, vodka pineapple and, pineapple? and vi- how do you say it <laughs> vodka pineapple vodka pineapple vodka is it the vodka's flavored pineapple or is it no pineapple that's so juice funny you vodka? say this it's pineapple juice and vodka okay so how do you say that yeah vodka pineapple vodka pineapple however you want to say it i ordered as as that you're getting the two what well does it i ordered that at a bar once and it was a douchebag bartender and he said we don't have it and i said what do you mean you don't have it he's like we don't have it I said, you don't have pineapple juice? And I said, he said, no, we do have pineapple juice. And I was like, well, put some vodka in it. <laughs> then he goes, you didn't say that. Uh, I was like, well, yeah, that's what that's... I meant. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Douche a mixologist. Bag. I don't know the proper, like, just help me get drunk. That's yeah, your job I right guess, now. I guess next time just say, can I have a vodka and pineapple? I guess. Yeah. This prick bartender. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have pineapple you know, vodka. <laughs> I was like, well, you should. I don't think Smirnoff even makes that. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't drink it anyway. That would give you some nasty, yeah, some nasty hangover. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, the uh, so uh, the fact that Seattle doesn't get especially hot, doesn't get especially cold. Yeah. The best woman on the earth is here. I mean, you can't beat it. This is perfect. Best woman on the earth. Yeah. Well, I'm married. Lori. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Points. I have to say that we're going to record a podcast together to talk about wine. Yeah, because she knows she we that's going to be the next the next segment of the show. Anything uh, so, particular in wine, or just, uh, just anything and everything about it? Well, what I think we should do is just start off on beginner because I'm yeah. the stereo. I'm the cliche wine drinker. Yeah, of how you start to where you go. Yeah. Because before her, I had never... Well, actually, no, I'm lying. The very, very first wine that I had was 
I don't know, I was like 14. I was working at a restaurant and I took a drink of white Zinfandel and it was disgusting. That was your first taste of that was, wine. No that, was my, <laughs> that was my first uh, foray. Is that the word? Foray into, yeah. into, into wine. And it was just not good. I did not like it. I was like, I, why do these people drink this? Yeah. You um, didn't start off with like the best. No, but you know, I never, I didn't, I didn't like beer either. No. I it, worked in it's a kitchen. All acquired taste. You know, you got to. What ruined me mm-hmm. was I worked in a kitchen and we were facing like this, the, like the back hallway where there was a back exit and it was a narrow hallway. And they the the barbacks would put the empty beer bottles in bins in that hallway. Mm-hmm. But as forementioned, Chicago summers are mega hot, so they would open the doors. Yeah, and it would be eighty five degrees inside this little hallway. Uh, and then that, so we would get hops are just stinking. <laughs> <laughs> we would get this nice breeze of weak old stale beer and liquor bottle god no wonder (laughs) so now it all is coming together it's that was another was like how can people drink this yeah this smells horrible yeah and i didn't really start drinking beer until maybe 10 years ago wow late bloomer yeah yeah like 10 yeah it had to have been about 10 years ago where i was like you know what beer is delicious now (laughs) what what happened what made you decide to so to take that first step into the beer the, life, the, I guess. Like, well, you know, my palate for beer though is still pretty simple. Yeah, but uh, what do you drink? Bud Light? No, oh, Mexican okay. beers. Yeah, uh, like real Mexican yeah. beers or Corona. <laughs> well, so Corona in Mexico City is good. Yeah, that's the only place really because everything they export uses different water. Uh. So they, it's not the same. So you yeah. drink a Corona here, and then you go to Mexico City and you drink a Corona. Very different. Really, it's very delicious in Mexico. Huh. Very good. And actually, Mexico does that with almost all their beers, like Sol and Pacificos. Yeah, they're they're just different. You don't get the you don't get the same thing. Really, you think but it yeah. has to do with the exporting of just the time that it takes and the? Well, there's like Mexicans say. I've heard Mexicans say that they bottle they bottle at other places where they know it tastes different and yeah. that's what they export yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming because of the water mm-hmm. but that the main bottling places have the more traditional taste that mexicans expect right and that stays oh yeah. so they ship the i don't want to the watered down I, stuff i don't want to call it <laughs> inferior because they still sell a whole ton of it but it's just not the same right right it is just not the same at all. Uh, so here we had a bunch of friends who are just beer drinkers. There's just tons of beer drinkers here. So they would say, you have to taste this. I mean, my buddies were big Manny drinkers. Yeah. And I did not like, I didn't like that. But then they're like, try this and try this and try this. So finally, there was some Pilsner that they gave me that was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then there, then it just sort of just went from went there. To that, yeah. But uh, I, I go. With, I have my changes because I used to love like uh, Blue Moon. 
Yeah. But I don't drink that anymore. No. What do you drink now? The Pacificos. Pacifico, yeah. Oh, you said, yeah. Yeah, Pacifico yeah. Souls, Stella. But Stella, only, I love me some Stella. I only like the Stella from, I don't like it bottled. No, in the glass. Yeah, you got to have it. Yeah. yeah. That's the way they intended it. Yeah, it just tastes so much better. Yeah. Um, but the wine was stereotypical where the very, the first wines that I would drink were the sweetest white yeah, wines. Like, yeah. They were the Rieslings and the, uh, you know, the that's, demeanor, that's how super a lot of people stuff. like try and introduce themselves in yeah. the wine thinking that the sugar will make them like it. But uh, it it seems like when you start that way, that's where you end up. Yeah. Because you, you don't taste the body of like, right. a good cab. Because it's just something. like juice at that point. Yeah. Pretty and much. It, those hangovers hurt. Oh, God. They hurt big time. And so I started it that way. So I don't know. It, it was. Uh, it was years just sticking with the whites. But yeah. then we started going to wine tastings, going to Napa, going to even the east side yeah. of the mountain, you know, going to um, Yakima and Prosser and uh, places here in Washington mm-hmm. and then just tasting more. And then now I'm completely the opposite. Yeah, now you love like, your red. For about a year and a half. I have not wanted any whites at all. Yeah. Like none. That's no whites. I am. I, I definitely prefer red over white. The, a good, my favorite of all time is a Malbec. Yeah. That's my Still favorite. the sweetiness of it. The yeah. peppery. Yeah. Um, that, and then Kapsov's are probably my second. Yeah. But in my wine shelf, because Lori has her own wine col- collection and I have my own. Oh, really? Mine are all red. Most of them are Malbecs or Kapsovs. Yeah. And um I have to I, I have to be selective when I open them because Lori does not like those. It's like she doesn't like the peppery stuff. Yeah. And I love the peppery yeah. stuff. Uh so yeah. It's, so when you open a bottle, you know you gotta drink the bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is all this is gonna be. I've seen you d- oh. drink wine before. You don't have a problem with that. <laughs> no, I can I can, you know, one day I was editing a video. Yeah. And I was just having a bit of, uh, like, a, I don't want to call it just a block, a mental a block. Brain fart. I yeah. didn't know what I wanted to do. So I took a break, went, had dinner. We had a bottle during dinner. Yeah. And then Lori went to sleep. I opened up another one and then came into the office and started editing. And yeah. then I started doing like started making it then the bottle was gone but it was about two o'clock in the morning (laughs) so i was like what do i do do i open up another one and finish editing this or do i just take no i i drink three bottles of wine all by myself that's editing this video that's a that's a good amount there and then as uh i hurt the next day and then i thought you know drunk editing it can't be good yeah so what did you see when you went back it was great it was amazing it was really good yeah and I kept it. I only made a few edits. Yeah. And uh, and, I, and I delivered it. But I'm like, that's probably not a healthy thing to do. 
to down three bottles every time I do a project. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it, I mean, it helps, you know, when you got that block, you know, to, to just it opens up your mind. Hey, drink through it. You get Yeah, careless. You have a fever, you sweat it out. You have a mental block, you yeah. drink through it. Yeah. Well, let's take a little bit of a break. All right. And we'll be back and actually talk about you and what you do. <laughs> I sort of uh, uh, took this one over. Yeah, it's fine. I love just talking to you. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and be right back. See you. Hi, I'm Guy DeVillier. I'm the owner of That Samore Italian Cafe on top of the Mount Baker neighborhood here in Seattle. Come see us for some great standard Italian fare and specials with a little Pacific Northwest flair. We're open every night for dinner from 5 to 9 during the week and 4 to 10 on the weekends. Make a reservation by visiting thatsamoreseattle.com or give us a call at 206-322-3677. And stay tuned for future episodes of this podcast when I'll join the guys to talk about food, wine, and great Seattle eats. And we're back. I think that ad was for your restaurant. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it I think is. it is going to be for your restaurant. So that leads us into you being a chef. We talked about wine. Wine goes with food. How much do you love food? I that's why I do this. I I love food. Then how come you're not I fat? Uh, metabolism, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I still got that dad bod. It's not like no, you're it thin. It just doesn't go everywhere. You're a thin dude. I no, you're thin. <laughs> I love food. I think you might love food more, but because I love McRibs. So I've heard people say, if you love McRibs, you cannot have an intelligent conversation about food. No, bullshit, <laughs> because I do this for a living and I love McRibs. Do you? As a matter of fact, two weeks you know, ago, I five. stopped and got... Uh, but I think that's because you're not from here. What? what is, McRibs are sold all over the United States. There is something about here and McRibs. I've asked maybe 15 people their opinion on McRibs, and everyone has given it a big thumbs down. Yeah, well, you got to remember where you're at. Everybody, everybody's got a higher opinion oh, yeah, about that's true. things up here. <laughs> I'm happy to pronounce my love of McRibs. Yeah, I, I, I truly enjoy McRibs. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, I got six of them on the way home. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> You had to share them, though. No. They were all for you in one They're day? All, yeah. Okay, you got me beat. On my way home beat. from work, there's nobody to share with. You got me beat. The most I've had in one day is four. Yeah. But I did it like three or four days in a row. Uh, as like, soon as... Yeah, <laughs> moderation, Carlos. Moderation. No. no. The, as soon as I heard that they came out, I went and got you know two or three of them. Yeah. But then, this was not that long ago. This was a couple weeks ago. I got up. Hungry, had work to do. I'm like, you know what? I should just go get McRibs. Yeah. So I got a couple. Came back, did some work. And then I would have to say four hours later, it's like, you know what? I'm going to go get a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> good on you. <laughs> I went and you know got two more. You know what's always good, too, is uh, AMPMs. They have the little McRib things and they're a little warm. Do they? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll get them at 10 in the morning. <laughs> I don't think where is an AMPM. I don't think there's one. Or, oh, there's uh, right down the hill on uh, Rainier. Oh yeah, yeah, they got them there. I don't know about that place though. I wouldn't trust that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like my fake McRib from a 
trustworthy yeah. AM PM. I, that, I don't know about that <laughs> AM PM. <laughs> I used to work at a place and uh, in Renton. And the, let's see, what did I work? I worked the third shift. Mm-hmm. So from 11 to 6. And it's tough hours there. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. You liked it, it was. Yeah. Because there was only three people. It was the manager. There was a third shift manager. Mm-hmm. And then me and this other dude. And we got there when obviously no no real managers were there. Yeah. They would give us instructions. But if we felt lazy, we would just say that the machine broke down <laughs> and we ran out of parts. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and the, man, the manager was about my age, too. Or I don't even call it manager. It was just a, the third ship supervisor. Yeah. And he uh, and then we would, uh, you know, play cards or just hang out. But there was a there was a a 7-Eleven nearby and we would go get their taquitos. Oh, yeah. But like get like 20 of them and just eat them all day. Yeah. Just complete garbage food. But no, that was a great shift though. Eleven to no, it was eleven to six, not eleven to seven. Yeah. So it was seven hours, but they paid us for eight, and they paid wow. us like a buck fifty more an yeah, hour. Because it's a it was a graveyard shift, right? Yeah. 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 No, I liked it. I did it for a while, but I also did the six p.m. to six a.m. shift. Yeah. That one sucks. Oh, I bet you get packed. That one sucked big time because you get home at six a.m., go to sleep, wake up at two. Because there's no one to bother you. Right. And then do a couple things and then go back right to Right back to it. Huh? Yeah, I didn't like that at all. It sounds like the chef life. Is it? Oh, yeah. Long hours? Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I take a drive here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I is... I mean, your typical chef does, you know, 12 hours a day. Oh. Yeah. 12. Sometimes it could go in the realms of 15 to 16 hours. That is a long day. Yeah. And then driving all the way back to Spanaway, it's an hour and a half sometimes. So you're rarely home. Yeah. Rarely. Do you rarely. get days off? Yeah. I get a couple of days off. Yeah. So you get a, yeah, it's you, nice. You it's get a, a couple. the good part about the, you know, the neighborhood restaurant yeah. as opposed to a big place where, you know, you're, you have to be there seven days a week. Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit more. It's a little bit relaxed. Relaxed. Yeah. Well, that's, and the, uh, like the, th- is it anything like Hell's Kitchen? Um. Do you yell at the, your sous chefs like Ramsey? No, 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 no. I mean, do you, there, do you there grab a times. piece of bread? Do you grab a piece of <laughs> bread on each sandwich. hand and then put them on their head? <laughs> No, I'd, uh, I've never got that. I have worked for people like that. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, in, in some kitchens, it is, you know, that crazy. And, yeah. And the strive for perfection is, is that great. Right. You know, and um, but uh, chefs have figured out in the past five to ten years that that doesn't really work anymore. No. I don't no. think it works anywhere. <laughs> no. So, I mean, it, that was the thing a while ago. But now, like what I do with my kitchen, you know, you, you treat everybody with respect. Right. You know, and then, I mean, there's moments where, sure. you know, someone does something that is completely incompetent. And then right. <laughs> you, you give them a Hopefully little bit it's of just a glitch. for it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, being that guy, and I've worked for people like this where, you know, you 
you, every day you just have to watch what you're doing because you could have a thre- a plate thrown at you. Yeah. Yikes. So, yeah. By the main dude? Oh, yeah. Or by, by anybody? the executive chef? Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody really does it besides the executive yeah. chef, you know? The guy that just strolls in once in a while That's- with a pencil and a pad and <laughs> no you did that wrong and he'll throw it in the garbage that's funny redo it i had one boss machining i machined for a long time yeah i had one boss who when he would get mad he would throw wrenches and hammers yeah. and dies like to tap dies right. which are very i would rather get hit with the wrench than with one of <laughs> these dies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that does that does not work um everyone just sort of they would act busy around him, but then as soon as he turned his back, yeah, not busy. No, you gotta uh, encouragement. It's just like anything else in the world, you know. Yeah, you gotta encourage people to do better, and then they'll do it better. So, how many are on your crew? I have a total of five. Okay, that's a it's, lot of guys. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's not really. Well, I, for, coming in from Florida, I'm used to having a you know a kitchen of like nine on at any given time, okay. with a total of like 27. So, well, working with a total of five, and we we typically have like only two or three in the kitchen at a time. So, okay, yeah. Well, I'm looking back on experiences I've had at restaurants that have open kitchens that are the size of that Samore. Five seems like a like a, a a good a good amount a good Five, number yeah that's the extent of what i can do yeah. as far as hours because i can't i can't provide any more than that because i can't yeah. fit any more than that yeah yeah that's uh the there has to be some some dancing there of getting out of the way and oh it's it's heads uh, up and sometimes it can be a nightmare yeah but i mean the close quarter kitchen is it has its benefits too right you know you don't have to run very a efficient mile to go get something <laughs> So what's the, what's the, how many does the restaurant seat? Um, I believe 48. I think our maximum occupancy is 49. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that must be fun when it's, when you guys are really busy and stuff uh, yeah, is churning we, out. When and, we got a full house, yeah. And then we have, you know, three or four servers, you know, and a dishwasher. And Is there a bell? Five of us. No, you hit? no, no. I refuse. Oh, that's there only a There was diner, a bell. Right? Oh, you I didn't came. like the bell? No, I refuse that. Why? Because we're not a <laughs> we're not a cafeteria. But that's know, but funny because it's an Italian cafe. Yeah, just ring a bell no. or a horn. How about a horn? A horn. I like that. A, uh, a, <laughs> How about a one loud of those microphone? No, like a uh, one of those. What about horn? an air horn? <laughs> <laughs> we got the, it's a classy joint. Yeah, one of those horns that they use in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> those like uh, uh, out of uh, a, some sort of animal horn. Yeah. Like a, uh, what is it? Come on. Well, you know what I'm saying. An elk horn. (laughs) (laughs) See, you could do that. Yeah. Or sounds great. Solutions. I'm all about solutions. Yeah. No, I worked in a kitchen for a bit, and it was very well. I know, like for three years, I worked in a kitchen in my yeah. What 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 kind of atmosphere was it? It was a. It was a off-track betting parlor. So Illinois, I think Florida has them too. Off-track betting oh, places. Betting. Be- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so people would go to these buildings, to these 
they're bars and restaurants and they would watch horse racing on TV and you could bet on them yeah. without actually having to go to the track. Oh, yeah. So I worked in one of those and uh, the first year and a half I was the deli guy, but there was like actual cooking involved. Like I had a big grill and I had a fryer. Oh, yeah. And they like sometimes cutting meats and stuff. Like, um, you, did you do a lot of that? The, a little bit. Of the slicing, yeah, 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 but I mean nothing big. A lot of it was just quick and yeah. ready to go. Yeah, so I, lots. I worked in a deli for like I don't know two weeks. I just could not stand the freaking smell. <laughs> <laughs> I love cold cuts, but all the smells together, I'm like, ugh. It was fun, and and I got a lot of tips. Really? So the uh, kitchen tips. It's a it's a rarity. Well, the well be. Did you work the counter too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were yeah. one like on big races, so Derby, Preakness, right. Belmont. We had two people, mm-hmm. but most of the time it was just one person doing counter and cooking. Yeah. So, and then everyone who well, I worked there for a really long time and saw the exact same people almost every single oh, day. Of course, yeah. <laughs> in in that world, you're yeah. gonna see the same faces. So. You know, some of them I got to be really cool friends with that would give me, you know, they would give me a 10 buck tip just for giving them a Diet Coke. Really? Yeah. Wow. So like they, they must have hit. <laughs> <laughs> they they I think they just wanted an all around. They wanted everyone to just give them really good service. Right. So they would tip everyone really well. Yeah. I mean, that's the name of the game. Uh, so we would do that. I did that for a while. And then I actually got to go to the back and work in their actual dining room, in their actual kitchen. Right. And that was more of a, I mean, it's not nearly as quality as what you do. Oh, thank you. It was, it was, it was like. The industry, we like to call it turn and burn. Yeah. Yeah. Just like easy stuff. Cooking food on a flat top or a grill. A tad bit nicer than Denny's. Not, it was like. Uh, Olive Garden's cousin who <laughs> didn't graduate high school. Like it's it was like concession food, right? It, they a little bit nicer than that, yeah, but n- not super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made all kinds. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't get a plate thrown at me. <laughs> like one time, I had to make soup and. You know, they didn't make them from scratch, so it came from a bag. Right. But I got some chowder-type soup, and mm-hmm. I put water in it instead of milk or cream or whatever you were supposed oh, to put in man, it. Oh, man, yeah. And then I served it. Clam chowder with water. Yeah. <laughs> I served it, and then the uh, the 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 waiter, the server who got it, just looked at it, and he said, this is not right. I'm like, well, I just put water in it the way they told me. I was like, no, it's not water. You put... Right. You put, I don't know, what was it, milk? Milk or cream. You put so milk or cream milk. in it. I'm like, oh, okay. And the thing is that I had opened three bags. Oh, Lord. So the manager was not happy with me for wasting that much. Yeah, it's probably about 35, 45 bucks. You just- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, and then, of course, would cut myself all the time. Um, but it when I, when you actually start getting your rhythm, yeah, it, that's a pretty good. Uh, that is a pretty good feeling of making stuff, having you know five or six things cooking at the same time, oh, and then timing it like so it. that they all go when they should go, so everyone gets a hot plate. Yeah, there's that's nothing, a cool high. There's nothing in the world like it. Yeah, you, you got a rail full of tickets, 
it's chaos, you know, but you're zoned in, you know, everything that's going on, you know, exactly how long that item's been going, right? you know, what you need to do next. And you can just hear everybody else, you know, freaking out, but you know that you're under control. Right. And at the end of the night when it's all over, and you, you just get like, like, I'm getting it right now, like goosebumps, <laughs> you know, like I just kicked ass. Right. It, you, there's just nothing else. Right. It, no, like, it's, it's a high that like no drug can give you. It is pretty. It's very awesome. Yeah. So I try to duplicate that here when I cook and I fail it. I fail all the time. Like sometimes I try to do these fancy dinners for Lori. Yeah. Like I'll do uh, like a surf and turf with the vegetable and an appetizer. Yeah. And then I try to have that appetizer be obviously first. Right. And then do everything. And I would say I'm successful half of the time. Yeah. But I mean, f- failure isn't yeah. failure. Well, You're I'm, learning. I'm, no, I'm trying to recap like failures. Feel a lesson, that. Indeed. You know? yeah. Indeed. But I, yeah, I really like, I actually do like cooking. So what is your favorite thing to cook? Oh, not to, not necessarily restaurant wise, but just yeah, yeah, you know that's that's always a question that chefs end up getting, and none of us really know how to answer it yeah. because we cook so many different things. Right. I don't think it's about what we like to cook, but how we like to cook. I see. Yeah. So to how about try this? and take something that you would never think would go together, and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how you can make it work. You know, there, there's plenty of times where, like, you know, my distributing companies will send me stuff that I didn't even ask for. Mm-hmm. As and a sample? Yeah. Try no, this? not as a sample. Just send it. It's called a mispick. Oh, okay. They, they just gotcha. send random things. Gotcha. That was probably supposed to go to somebody Somewhere. else. Yeah. <laughs> and then you call them and let them know about it. And they're like, eh, whatever. Try it out. Yeah. So then, you know, as a chef, you don't want it to go to waste. So sure. you think about what you can do with it. You got nothing else to go with it. Yeah. And then, you know, you <laughs> you just find a way Make to put it, it together. And then, honestly, like nine times out of ten, because you put so much effort into figuring that out, it becomes like a star dish. Nice. Like the, the beet carpaccio. Yeah. They sent me, you know, I wanted baby beets, little tiny ones. They sent me giant ones. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this? <laughs> and so I just made that dish on the fly for a special just to get rid of it. And it sold like hotcakes. Very it nice. beautiful. You can see it. You know, you post yeah. it. You, it I think photographed you it really it well. Yeah. I'm not big on vinegar. Oh, yeah. And we were but talking about the, this a little bit before. Yeah, the balance between vinegar and sweets and I salty, can't do the, it. the umami of everything. So here, I'll I'll completely derail this conversation, <laughs> I like I it. like I like to do. <laughs> I don't like vinegar, mustard, mayonnaise, sour cream, cottage cheese, olives. Um, uh, so you tzatziki don't like, sauce. You don't like. Anything that is the base of everything that's good. <laughs> yeah. I think when Lori cooks, she puts some of that stuff in there sometimes, but I, she waits for me to not be looking or in another room. I can guarantee you that everything that you just said, maybe besides the olives, is in everything <laughs> that you love to eat. Well, it's not distinctive, but it's I, in there. It, so th- <laughs> we used to go to uh, dim sum a lot. Yeah. And there were these prawns that were in this 
white sauce, which I don't know what I thought it was. Yeah. But I would eat them and I'm like, man, these are delicious. Mm-hmm. It was some sort of mu- uh, mayonnaise. Yeah. That gets, and as soon as, my friend should have never have told me, because as soon as I found out what it was, never eaten another one. Really? Just because you were told what it was? Yes. Do not tell me. My son's like that. I will, I just can't do it. I can't even. But I love pickles and I love pickle juice. Like, I'll drink pickle juice. But you don't like vinegar. But it's different, though. But uh, because because of the sweet and the salty and. So what goes on fish and chips? You mean with malt vinegar? And how is that like, different than I, pickle I juice? Hate, I hate. How is malt vinegar different than pickle juice? Yeah. It's pickling. Pickling has, has. I, I mean, I guess in reality, it's not much different, but the flavor profile of it's completely different. Yeah. But Lori's like, you like pickles, Why you, then you should like malt vinegar. No, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, because they yeah. smell completely different. Yeah, there's there's a difference. I mean, it's the same elements, but it's yeah. it's different. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Like, the worst smells to me on earth are um, mustard. I hate the way mustard smells. Like, like American yellow mustard or like... Any deep, mustard. Really? Any mustard. It's just so disgusting. What about horseradish? I feel like you would hate horseradish. You know, a, a little tiny bit of it. Yeah. I don't even know what's in horseradish. Is it horseradish. <laughs> but but, like but that's it? So what do you put on, uh, like... You're, you're thinking, uh, like, a horse horseradish sauce? Yeah. Yeah, it's everything that you hate. Yeah. Yeah, sour cream, horseradish... Oh, yeah, never. Sauce. Like any sort of aioli? No. Wow. What do you eat on a taco? No sour cream on a hot taco? Hot sauce. <laughs> oh, God. Mexicans don't put sour cream on hot on yeah, tacos. Well, we're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Americans are a little different. No, and then, you know, so it's we so like funny. We like to take things and change them. So if Lori and I are sharing something. Yeah. And aioli gets on any part of anything, I won't. I'll just give it to her. She'll just eat it. So what she does is if she knows she's eating something that I will start pecking at as soon as I'm done eating mine, which is pretty often, she'll just put it on there. She'll just put aioli on it or mustard on it or anything that she knows. knows It will not cross my mind. So no aioli at all, huh? No. I just don't. I don't like how it smells. I don't like the texture of it. I don't. I mean, like, I'm not a big mayonnaise guy myself. I can't. You know, I know people that take a spoonful of mayonnaise and just eat it. Ugh. The old classic mayonnaise sandwich. No. I mean, I who knows? That, Maybe but. in ten years I'll like it. But like, I things that I just started liking are hummus. That look. <laughs> I hate hummus. You do? I hate it's it. It's delicious. When you make it, I mean, some people truly enjoy it, but I, you know, I've made it for so long. You know, it, it's just not, I don't like the texture. I've, I don't think I've come across a hummus I don't like now. Really? Except for the olives. Like, there's stuff that has like bits of olives in yeah, it. Yeah, the stuff that you don't like put in there. Yeah, no. I won't do that. Yeah. But there used to be a place on Capitol Hill. I don't know if it's there anymore. That was that's the really really good on um, Melrose near Melrose. 
on Melrose. I don't know. It was really good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like so it cooking is is difficult. Like I don't like avocados. But Lori really? says I make good guacamole. But I don't taste it, but so don't I don't taste know. Taste it, you just throw it together. I just throw it together. Hey, it's like, hey, it looks like what my mom used to make. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it. Um, it should be. It should be good. But she loves it. Um, so you're at the restaurant. Tell us what people can. Well, how about this? Mm-hmm. Since we are doing ads for the, we we did a spot for that samore and mm-hmm. what dish. If someone sees some of our marketing, yeah, what dish should they get the first time they go? I would say the boar ragu. That is super good. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I mean, we're starting to make a little bit of changes to the menu. You know, and my opinion on what you should try the first time might change. Yeah, but as of now, the boar ragu, you. That's just a, that's our staple. It's we we it is very really hard good. on making that the number one item. And you know we have everything's really good, like the chicken parm. You know, it is the meatballs, everything like that. You know, but something different. If you're coming to try something new that you probably haven't had before, right? That boy right goes something else, something unique. Yeah, you don't find that. I wouldn't say that's on very many menus. It's actually surprising. I looked it up in the surrounding area, and it's yeah. surprisingly on it's a on few there. menus. Yeah, but it's not done right. Okay. Yeah. I, I did a lot of research. When I took over at this place, I did a lot of research on some of the menu items, like how they actually do it in Italy. Right. It, so it, it took me a while to figure this one out. I actually had to go on a site that's dedicated to Emilia Romana, which is mm-hmm. like, you know, that's the big basis of Italy. And they actually had what they call over there the DOP recipe. Okay. And what does I DOP used, stand for? Uh, domestic of something, something. I, I don't remember <laughs> what, it, but it, what, what it means is like, if you don't do it this way, you can't call it this. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it pretty much stands for. Okay. The regulation. Yeah. And in Italy does that with a lot of dishes. You can't. You know, if you're in that country, you cannot call it this right. unless it's this exact recipe. Um, anyway, so I, I took that and I built the recipe off of that, kind of blended what Paul did before mm-hmm. with the true traditional way of doing it. Right. And it turned into a masterpiece, in my opinion. I was really hoping no one wanted to so i took a picture of it a few weeks a couple of weeks ago and yeah. i was really hoping no one said oh let's split that up yeah because <laughs> yeah. as soon as i was done i just took my plate and sneaked out yeah i think i remember that yeah <laughs> and it was very good it was very good yeah, thank you. well chef thank you very much for your time yeah thank you for having me i hope you'll be back oh of course um we've got i i'm at almost 200 subs oh actually I should, i'm probably gonna cut that out <laughs> i don't want to say the exact number yeah so a couple hundred <laughs> so chef i want you to be back yeah talk be some more to. 
Maybe next time it'll be when you uh, we can have some some drinks. Yeah. We have to do this more in the evening time. We have to time. do more, yeah. Right before service probably isn't the best time. No, we need you, uh, we need you sober. Uh, but be back. <laughs> and everyone, follow That's Amore Italian Cafe. Follow Please. Chef Richard Holdridge. I think that's what you're... What's your... Yeah, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, it's That's Amore Chef at That's Amore Chef. I'll put it in the, in face, the show notes. My Facebook is my name. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a huge... Uh, social media guy as far as follow me i'm not one of those people so we'll get you there twitter or any of that we'll get you there um but i'm super happy and also please subscribe to the show rate it i say give it five stars danny says give it as many stars as you think it deserves but no give it five stars give it five stars it's like it's uh, just do just it's not that hard just give it it five stars uh, so yeah, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Put all of those links in the show notes. Um, super excited! Our audience is growing. We've grown quite a bit the last couple months. Wow, nice! I've the when I looked at the the uh, the numbers, I well, I went holy! I can cow. see it on your face. I went man alive! That's a lot of people listening to us. Yeah. So we're doing something right. We're gonna keep it going. So Ooh. thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Thanks no for listening. Subscribe, rate, follow. Oh, and also what I did, huh. I added a donate button to the website. Please, please donate. <laughs> we could make this thing grow. I added a donate button so we can keep this show going. And uh, and the biggest reason for the donate is because I want people to start coming and I want to be able to at least say, hey, I'll, you know, transportation costs or we'll right. get you a, you know, have a little bit. Have a little bit of a of a thank you to the guests. <laughs> so click that donate button, a dollar. I'll be happy with it. But thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. When I needed updated content for my small business website, I was worried because I didn't have a very large marketing budget. But then I found Carlos at CZ Media. He gave me a budget-friendly quote and delivered the high-quality content I was looking for. I would recommend you check him out. All of his information is in the show notes.